Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. It's Fiddy and Walker today. Once again, Fiddy has found some way to be on the mic for the majority of the show. Wes is going to be live at ACC Media Days at the Westin and Uptown. He's going to be reporting every single hour. You're going to hear from Wes, but in between that time, you're going to hear from the Fiddy and Walker show today. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Fiddy's hyped. I'm hyped. I imagine Wes is going to be hyped wherever he is right now. Talking about college football season being oh so near. And while ACC media days are this week, we also have the AAC media days. Biff Pogey, Head coach of the Charlotte 49ers football team just got done with his media availability. And in typical, in short, yet typical Biff Pogey fashion, he ended with an exclamation point. Yeah, we've got the sound for you from Biff Pogey speaking with media earlier today. And Mike Hill, Charlotte 49ers athletic director, he hopped on with Mac and Bone this morning. How much audio do we have in the bank today, Fiddy? Because there are a lot of people talking with vets reporting to Wofford for training camp. We have Charlotte Media Days, ACC Media Days. We've got all sorts of audio right now. Is this the hardest you've worked in the morning, audio-wise, in quite some time? Oh, yeah. You can definitely feel that that football season is around the corner because we've got we've got more audio than we know what to do with. Um, and so we're going to bring a lot, you know, a lot of that great sound. And it, this is a great foreshadowing of what's going to be on the show starting next week at 2 o'clock. That's, you know, we're, we're going to debut something new next week. Are, are you just taking over the show? You get Fiddy and Walker show today. <laughs> and it's 12.01 as I speak right now. And at 12.01, you're changing the dynamic of the show next week, already taking it upon yourself. We're going to be debuting something. There you go using the we term without having talked about any of the launching, like the decision and mm-hmm. when we are going to launch a new segment. Yeah, I know. It's one of my favorite things to do is to plan the show while we're doing the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, a lot, a lot of people talking and I think if you're a 49ers fan, the fact that we've got ACC media days, we've got Panthers players reporting to training camp, but Charlotte football's, uh, Charlotte football's head coach, maybe with the best sounds bite, we're going to play all day. Should make you feel some type of way. All right, football, it's almost here. Like, we we are, it's here in the sense that we get to talk about it. Nobody's playing right now, but that's all right. We have some of the preview that we're going to get from AAC and ACC. All the A's, all the C's, we're going to bring the sound bites to you in a bunch of ways. Let's do it right now by getting off the bus. Go ahead, Fiddy, open up the doors. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! 
Carolina Panther vets are reporting to training camp after the rookies already did so on Saturday. Practice is going to start tomorrow down in Spartanburg. I was talking about this with Kyle in the fishbowl. It's going to be all kinds of hot and muggy and miserable down there in Spartanburg. Kyle's going down there tomorrow. He's hoping to get a couple of interesting players. I'll let him tell you who, but there's going to be one I believe fans are going to be particularly interested in. It's going to be a lot of fun for him, except for the weather. Fitty, like, it's dangerous almost. I know that sounds incredibly soft of me. I totally get that. But it's almost dangerous to go down to Wofford and play in what is seemingly 95-degree weather with a heat index that I would imagine is more than that. And an underrated slash underappreciated talked about part of Wofford and Spartanburg, South Carolina. I've tweeted it before. The bugs flying around need to be tested for PEDs. <laughs> it is a super type of bug. It is something where if you were to be bit by a bug that's flying around, you might turn into a superhero Spider-Man-esque. The dragonflies, the bees, they've got murder hornets, some of the biggest things that I don't want to get stung by at all. They're flying around everywhere, so you have to dodge that on top of the heat. Anyways, that's the environment. I can't imagine these guys love or thrilled to go down and play in that kind of heat. No, and I don't think I've ever heard in my life a player open up his press conference by thanking the media for being out there in the weather like Bryce Young did when he got to training camp. I've been to training camp as a fan, and it was, let's see, it's 23, so it was it was six years ago when I went down, mm-hmm. and I went on a Sunday morning, and I, I mean, when I tell you that I sweated through my clothes, like these, it was so bad, I had to throw the clothes, like there, there was no washing out the sweat stains, like whatever is different about that Spartanburg heat, we don't exaggerate it. So the hottest I've ever been at a football game, this is bringing up, this is already random. We're going to bring you sound, I promise. I'm going to try to keep this short. But the hottest I've ever been at a football game, Elon Chapel Hill. Elon went to North Carolina. It was a very early game, and it was the hottest experience I've ever had in my life, where one of my buddies, the wallet in his back pocket was also next to his ticket. The ticket melted to the wallet. This is a true story. The ticket melted to the wallet, and he could not get it off. And so that was the time where he just said, I'm going to embrace it. And so he had leftover swamp, sweat, you know what I'm talking about, meshed with his wallet and the ticket. They fused together. It's the most ridiculous heat I've ever been a part of. Spartanburg, very close second, multiple times. The other training camp story I have for you, back in the day, way back in the day, me and my buddies, we went down to training camp, and we were doing the autograph thing. A bunch of really high-profile Panthers gracious with their time. Every time I went down there, which was like, I think, three, Steve Smith was signing autographs, being gracious with the fans. Charles Johnson did, too. Now, I had a Panthers towel. Not the easiest thing to sign, but I had a blue Panthers towel, the growl towel, and it had the black Panthers logo. I emphasize black because Charles Johnson had a black Sharpie, okay? And so I give him the towel. He chooses to sign the Black Panther with the Black Sharpie to the point where you can't tell he's signing anything. And I'm like, you can sign it on the blue if you want to. Charles just looked at me and said, no, it's okay. And then moved on. I was like, Charles, thank you for signing it. But now I can't see it. And so the autographs are always among the favorite parts of the fans. Did you have any autographs when you went down to training camp? No, not a big autograph guy. I'm not either. 
But my friends were there, and so I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to just be the weirdo that stands away over in the corner while they're all getting autographs. I might as well join in. So not a big autograph guy either, and you know, now I can't even tell that Charles Johnson signed the, the growl towel that I had. Bryce Young, you mentioned some of the comments that he had. Let's play one for you. Here he is discussing what he did during the break before training camp. Continue to take ownership of, of the offense and, and continue studying the stuff that we have. I'm going over film um, from you know from OTAs and from um, you know all the practices starting at rookie minicamp. Um, you know looking those things over. Um, you know seeing what I did well and what I didn't do well. How can I improve on on both ends? I'm trying to be more efficient in that. Um, and then you know following the, the the plan that they gave us from a strength and conditioning standpoint. Um, so a combination of those things as well as you know of course throwing and, and you know taking what I see on the on on the film. Um, you know from practices and you know going out on the field and trying to work on those throws. I think it's safe to say Bryce Young has been working incredibly hard since he got drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Him talking about his routine before he actually got to 12 p.m. The coaching staff was already 40 minutes in to this answer, and they said, enough, Bryce, enough about your routine at the pro day dinner that they went to. We know that you're going to be very diligent and very hardworking. I think we've seen a lot of those videos going to SMU, working with his receivers, whether they're vets, whether it's Jonathan Mingo and some of the rookies he's trying to gain rapport with. Bryce Young is going to be incredibly prepared. We saw it every single game that he played at Alabama. I expect nothing less heading into his rookie season, Fiddy, with him playing number one QB for the Carolina Panthers. We have heard Bryce Young talk to the media, I don't know, eight to ten times since Carolina drafted him number one overall. And you could argue he has delivered the most professional press conferences in quarterback and Panthers quarterback history. Because he has not said anything wrong or out of line just yet. And every time that he talks, he makes you believe more and more in him despite him being limited with his size and not having this rocket arm and stuff like that. And it's it's why it's why I'm optimistic that this team is going to be a playoff team. Like if they would have drafted Stroud, Levis, whoever, I don't think this team's going to go 10 and 7 like I think they're going to go. But because he prepares the way he prepares... I, I so much believe in what this kid's going to do, and I'm just ready to see it all come to fruition. Here's more from Bryce Young talking about the guys that have affected him and his transition to the NFL and how grateful he is for some of them, like even the backup QB, the veteran QB, and Andy Dalton being on the roster. I'm super grateful to have had Andy here. Um, he's been amazing for me. Um, obviously, has so much success in the league, a vet that, that knows everything. And, you know, for me, it's just trying to learn as much as I can from him. Um, I, um, he could tell you, ask him questions every day I'm, I'm always trying to pick his brain see how he does things um, and you know him being in the you know him taking the time to, to do what he does and answer every single question to go out of his day is hey I saw you you saw this hey, I've had this experience where you know you might want to get to here you might think and him going out of his way to, to, to help me and mentor me that's something that you know, I'm extremely grateful for it has helped me tremendously um, every single day I'm you know I'm, I'm asking him questions and you know that's you know he that he doesn't you know he doesn't have to you've seen guys that have you know that that you know you can always have different mindsets and for him to have the mindset of you know he, he's helped me we've really had a you know a, it's been a great quarterback room us everyone helping each other out and trying to push each other and help each other grow and you know not all quarterback rooms are like that so I'm really grateful for for Andy and the whole room that that's the dynamic that we have oh I'm sorry I tried to listen to everything Bryce Young had to say but all I can hear are the lurking bugs in the background they let you know they're there like an angry defensive lineman coming after Bryce Young they're coming Bryce Please be prepared. We got one text in from Big Chris from Shelby. 
He said, I was bitten by one of those palmetto bugs going into the mall in Charleston, and it didn't feel good at all. I had to get immediate medical attention. Big Chris from Shelby wrote that in. See, this is the scary stuff. You don't only have to worry about the 300-pound defensive lineman. Yes, I know you're wearing the red jersey, the joint practices. Maybe things get chippy enough to where you fall down. Most of the time, you're going to be protected. But there's no offensive lineman that can protect you from a palmetto bug or the performance-enhancing drug bugs that we see over there. The performance-enhancing bugs, if you will. Yeah. It's it's, it's really... It's a really... It's scary. No, it's it's scary. You're going to be here. You're going to be in the cool. It doesn't seem like you're going to go down to Spartanburg. And so while that might be um, disappointing in some ways, at least you're going to be safe in the Planet Kia Studios. At least I I trust you and Wes enough to put on some bug spray and and try try (laughs) to protect yourself. Like, it's not a good thing when you can hear during sound bites the bugs. The bugs back there bugging. Like, literally, you know, they're just back there doing their thing and... Yeah, no. so bad. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, TC wrote in, he was talking about the future Hall of Famer, by the way, Andy Dalton. Yeah, man, that's according to Miles Sanders, who had that soundbite on the Mac and Bone show a couple of weeks ago. He might not be a Hall of Famer, but I do like Andy Dalton's presence on the roster. Only going to help Bryce Young. And Mike Tannenbaum, former GM of the New York Jets, now ESPN NFL analyst, he had this take today on Get Up saying that no rookie QB should start week one, and that included Bryce Young. It's, it's, it's really easy to see why, beside his thing on graphic, it's X or form or something like that, because this is a guy that believes that the Giants should have paid Saquon Barkley more than market value as a running back, doesn't think that rookies should start week one, even though we've seen a track record like Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, these guys in their first ever start playing and playing at a high level. There's no, there's just really no reason as to why you don't trade up from nine to one to sit Bryce Young. As good as Andy Dalton is, and he's a, he might be the best backup quarterback in the NFL. But you don't give up all what you gave up to sit him there week one against a divisional opponent. It's the perfect situation. Andy Dalton comes in as the backup QB that is good enough to win games if pressed to. But we all know that he is not going to be the future, and I don't even think the present. He is not the present. Bryce Young, the reason you draft him number one, yes, of course, is to be the best quarterback he can be for the next 10 to 15 years. But you also drafted him number one because he's a win-now guy, too. If he's going to have the best processing, if he's going to be the most prepared, then Bryce Young, to me, is a guy, above all the other rookie QBs taken, first round, second, whatever, Mm -hmm. he's the most prepared to start game one, especially when Frank Wright comes out with comments like, we have to expand the playbook because he's too smart, and now it's okay, we feel comfortable adding a little bit more to his repertoire. And we can see what he's going to do in week one, week two, and beyond. Yeah, Mike Tannenbaum, ultimately I don't have a problem with the philosophy in general, but not with that guy. Not with the Alabama Bryce Young stud that they drafted number one overall. All right, speaking of Bryce Young, I saw you, Mint Hillbilly, or Hurricane Mark. Hurricane Mark wrote this in. Sorry, Mint Hillbilly. Don't forget to wish our QB1 a happy birthday. We have it. Happy birthday to you. Oh, that's pretty good. I have not heard that. That is a dynamic soundbite you played. We are not going to fail to wish him a happy birthday. He turns 22 years old today. And so to end the first segment, you can feel free to join in if you want to, listeners. I'm going to give you the top 10 things Bryce Young is going to be celebrating on his birthday and what he's going to be celebrating with via dessert menu items. All right. So number 10 and number nine, they're going to be back to back. Let's start it. The number 10 thing that Bryce Young will be celebrating his birthday eating. How about 
Blonde Beeson. You take this outfit home and you burn. Oh, you don't like Flan Beeson? Doesn't doesn't sound very appetizing. What about Flan Casey? Is that better? That now that does sound better. Okay, all right, sounds good. Number nine, chocolate chip mint street ice cream. You take this outfit home <laughs> and you burn it. You had me until you said mint. I don't okay. know whatever deviant put chocolate and mint together. That but, person needs to burn in hell. But chocolate chip mint is pretty good. So chocolate chip mint street ice cream. All right, how about this one? Instead of Joey Sly, number eight, he's celebrating by eating Joey pie. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Um, instead of Michael Lore, he's celebrating by eating Michael S'mores. <laughs> Number six, Deshaun Bananas Foster. Yeah! I'm, I'm really nervous because if it's banana pudding, I'm not there for it, but I do like bananas. All right, Cam Fig Newtons coming oh. in at number five. Yes. All right, number four and number three, Luke Cakely and Cake DeLome. Yes! All right, we're on the roll. Number two, Chocolate Moose and Muhammad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The number one item that Bryce Young is celebrating on his birthday, rice cream cake. Thank you. That's it. We appreciate it. Feel free to write in anything you want to. 704-570-9610. We'll come back with plenty more football conversation on Wesson Walker. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We will hear from the first half of the show at 12.30. He's at the Weston for ACC Media Days. ACC Commish Jim Phillips speaking today. We can hear some analysis on his comments from the West Bryant that played in the ACC back in the day when he was the offensive lineman for Wake Forest. We want to go to the text line, 704-570-9610. We got an ice cream take. You know I'm going to read those on the text line. Mike from Monroe said mint chocolate chip ice cream is on par with cookie dough ice cream. Fair foul, Fitty. That's that's one of the worst texts I've ever heard in my life. I don't think it's as good as cookie dough, but I like it a lot more than you do. You're just not having anything to do with mint chocolate chip. No, I don't think that mint and chocolate were meant to be together. The only thing that I think was meant to be together. Did you just do together, mint to be together? Is that what you meant? Or did you? Did I you did go not and, even. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was so dad joke within you that you didn't even realize it. But carry on. I apologize. The only the only like combination that I believe chocolate was supposed to be with is peanut butter. It, it's supposed to be, but there's a lot more. I'm telling you, the intersection of fruit and chocolate. Chocolate is oh, great. No. no, chocolate and bananas, great combo. No. Great. And yes, 100%. Chunky Monkey, my favorite Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor there is. And there's a lot of great ones. I also okay. heard that was your nickname in eighth grade. 
It was. I didn't want to bring it up, though. Thank you for <laughs> bringing up bad memories. The spaceman, he wrote in on the text line, listening to you climate-controlled Nancy boys complain about one week of heat is bugging me. See what I did there? I'll show myself out. Yeah, spaceman, you should show yourself out. It was hilarious when people were listening to the Bryce Young soundbite, and then multiple people chimed in on the text line, yo, Walker, there are those killer bugs that you're talking about. It's, it's a real thing. People talk about the heat all the time, all the time. We don't talk enough about the bugs. 980 said, we need to give the birthday boy some chocolate shy truffles instead of shy tomatoes. Oh, you like it? Oh, yeah. F- Fitty is going to control the reaction today. By the fire fizzle sound bites. if he gives you the fire sound bite, it means you did a good job with your joke. If he gives you Kevin Garnett, it means you were awful. And so, Fitty, take it up with Fitty. You can take it up with him whether he likes your joke or not. Now, you need to give some people the context here. Because 980 number wrote in, just stay away from the cake in the sagebrush beer cooler. This is a scary text to me. <laughs> there were a couple of eyeball emojis. I don't know what this text means, but I do know that I will not be going in the sagebrush beer cooler to go get the cake because it does seem like that would be some awful cake. You have context surrounding this text, though, Fitty. Share with the listeners. Yeah, no, I got a very in-depth message on Facebook, um, and, and and I've read the message, too, so I'm going to read it all in its entirety really quickly. All right. It goes like this. Josh, I was late to the party on hearing you talk live about your sagebrush love, but I heard the promo and felt compelled to message you. I compel people to message me. I was going to text into Wes and Walker midday, but I couldn't wait, so hopefully you see this. I started my kitchen restaurant career at the Sagebrush in Boone, so Walker, maybe you visited there a time or three. I was eventually transferred to the Monroe location in 2011. I probably prepared your food on a Friday night at some point or another. I was there when the restaurant caught on fire, poor guy. We had to close for two days and clean up all the fire foam. That place was wild. Met some strange individuals there. (laughs) Definitely got lucky with a couple of the servers in the beer cooler. Chicken tips and cowboy potatoes, baby, with the Uh, flexing and the fire emoji and stuff like that. He did follow up and say, I washed my hands before returning to work after beer cooler shenanigans. Scouts honor. Um, I love that text. I love our listeners for feeling compelled enough to text you the sagebrush experience because of the promo going around. Fitty being very seduced by the idea the very idea of sagebrush and attending that restaurant fitty was getting all hot and bothered let's go to some more you had one other text that you wanted to read are you seeing this text from casey steve i am not seeing it read for the people okay because i, I want to know if this is a is, is is a missed text he says salt and chocolate is a great combo no it's totally true and i bet you i bet you you like it and you don't know what you're talking about 100 percent because you're thinking of just straight up table salt and putting it on a Snickers bar when that's not the case. Salt and chocolate, you need a little bit in there. Of course, it's all about the right amount, but he's totally right on that. Salt and chocolate, great combo. So what do you put salt on when you're having something with the chocolate variety? I think it's just kind of baked into it. Like you need some salt for some of that stuff. It's very good. Casey Steve is not wrong here. Salt and chocolate. It's a good combo. Okay. Let's read some more. Um, 704-570-9610. We have 704 writing in. Bryce Young is eating Bryce Krispie Treats for his birthday. Classic. Can I give you my favorite one? It's the best one I've seen so far. And it's better than any of the ones that I had on my list. Big Cat Dan. It's so good. He's celebrating by eating Beignet Ben Wickeries. <laughs> Big Cat Dan, that is your best text ever. And he's got a lot, and there are some good ones. Beignet Ben Wickery, 
the dessert for the Panthers. That one's great. Copeland, the Jokeland. He said Bojangles is adding a new item. Dirty Bryce. I went to the movies in town. They're also selling Lamello milk balls. Sounds like that'll be at the um, at the cereal bar in Uptown by the end of the week. Yeah, it does sound like that. And Lamello will be getting it 100%. Last one, we have another bug text before we move on. Colby wrote in, Walker, we have a special breed of gnats in northeastern North Carolina out in full force currently. Stay, look. Stay woke, people, about the bugs, man. They're out here. I'm so, telling you. I mean, maybe, just maybe, you know, going back to the conversation we had last week, if we were to get in a Major League Baseball team here, you know, we can't use the Cardinal as the state bird, but we could be the Charlotte Nats, the Charlotte Flies. Well, we did have the Savannah Sand Nats, right? That used to be a thing. They played in the same, I think it was the SAL, the South Atlantic League against mm. the Hickory Crawdads. Some minor league history for you. So, I mean, the Charlotte, dude, the Charlotte Bugs is kind of basic, plays off the Hornets theme and stuff like that. So maybe that's what we got to do when we get Major League Baseball here. Um, people are ca- talking about chocolate-covered pretzels. That is the best example I can think of with chocolate and salt. Those are great texts right again. We've got Wes calling in. We're going to bring him on in just a moment, plus salted caramel, Twix. Yes, thank you, 704-980 with an interesting one, and I know people do this. Some of them do. My mom puts salt on watermelon. I'm not a big watermelon guy. But I do want to know from the people in the South if, that, if that's something that you do. Do you put salt on your watermelon? Because we do have one of the listeners in here saying that they very much do. And it is excellent. Bacon and chocolate. Yes, 828. That's a crib area code. I'm glad to announce that text message to all of the listeners. Bacon and chocolate. That is a very fat, but also a very good combo. Uh, Wes, we are talking about some of the best desserts out there. I know you're not much of a sweet tooth guy. Would you try bacon and chocolate combined together? Is that something that you would indulge in? Hold on. I definitely am a sweet guy. I just don't eat them as much as I would like to. I have had a donut, though, with the uh, the caramel and the bacon on top, a very decadent treat it mm. was. But, yes, I would definitely do some bacon and chocolate because the sweet and the savory uh, is definitely something that I'm here for. That sounds like a man that's done a sports and food podcast before. That's right, baby. Using those terms, sweet and savory. <laughs> I like that. Can that be our nickname, sweet and savory, Wesson Walker? I like that. I feel like that like should be that. our slogan, okay? Marketing yeah. team, run with it and go sell a million dollars worth of ads because of how great that slogan is. It's Wes Bryant, one half of Wesson Walker, joining us on Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We'll call him on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. We can say he's joining us there. And he's also at the Weston for ACC Media Days. ACC Commish Jim Phillips, he spoke at the uh, at the availability today. Wes, number one takeaway. We can work from there. What was your number one takeaway from those comments? Well, uh, actually, when he was talking, we were getting ready to work, but I do know that the big deal was about, they asked about the, the Northwestern deal, to which he gave a statement about that. Uh, that that's, that's been the main line, headline coming out about that, but other than that, like I said, we were kind of head down prepping for the day. All right, Wes. Well, what was your number one takeaway so far from the Weston? Because you're out there, like you're on scene, you're our reporter. What do you think yeah. is the most important thing that you've come across? It can be anything that you've come across. Number one storyline that you have so far, 1231 on a Tuesday ACC Media Week. <laughs> well, that's been the main thing is that a lot of people, uh, the, the buzz around the whole thing was just about the, the whole Northwestern thing or Jim Phillips, what was he going to say? Uh, a lot of people were wondering who was going to be the person to ask the question about that. So that was the number one buzz from everybody 
that I talked to. And so far today, uh, we've had Georgia Tech in our room, and then we've had um, Louisville in our room as well. So Jeff Brown came in and uh, Brent Key in there as well. So uh, they were pretty cool, though. So Brent Key is a little bit more, I want to say high-stung. He's a little more intense than I thought that he would be, but then he would have some times where he would be a little bit more loose, but when we were asking him questions, he definitely doesn't strike me as a uh, a media guy like that. Like, he doesn't, I don't think he really enjoys being under those lights answering that question. Wes Bryant joining us here on the Wes and Walker Show, live at the Weston for ACC Media's, uh, Media Days. Day one, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Miami, and Syracuse all representing their programs there today at ACC Media Day. Let's talk about some of the coaches for those programs because it's an interesting crop here. You have a couple of uh, second-year guys in Mario Cristobal and Brent Key, who's kind of number one, but also number two-year kind of guy. Jeff Brom, the only turnover that we've had at the head coaching spot in the ACC outright coming into the season. And then Dino Babers, who has been there for a while. Up and down, you've had some successful seasons. What coach do you think has the most pressure to perform this year, Wes? Is it obviously Dino Babers or is it Mario Cristobal, a guy that we talked about yesterday? Yeah, I think it's definitely Cristobal because this is a guy, you know, the exorbitant salary that Miami paid him. And so, you know, the expectations that are coming with that. I talked about the recruiting and him building through the trenches, but this is a program that's still trying to find itself, especially after uh, their only ACC championship game appearance. But this is a program that I actually went up to the mannequin, something that you guys will see uh, later <laughs> on. And I even asked the mannequin. Okay. I said, I know you've got to get tired of people asking, is the you back? And then I simply asked him, are you back? To which he gave no reply. But I think that, uh, <laughs> you know, Miami's definitely the team that's got the most pressure because if he's not, if he's not able to write the ship this year, people are definitely going to be looking at him and that's going to start to get very warm very quick because they're like, hey, we're paying you all this money. You are supposed to come in here with the pedigree. You're a former Miami player. Why isn't this working? Um, this is important stuff that we're doing here, part of WFNZ. We send one half of the show to ask questions to mannequins, but not Jim Phillips, because we care about the real stuff here on ACC Media Day. I do want to talk a little more about Dino Babers, because he's probably the most one of the most fun coaches to talk to every year. Like It's a real treat for anybody that gets to sit down, have an interview with him. He's been coaching since 2016. Four and eight his first two years. Bam. Ten and three, 2018. Five and seven, one and ten, five and seven. Answers with a bowl bid last year despite losing in the pinstripe bowl. What do we make of Dino Baber's tenure at Syracuse so far? And how much pressure would you say is on his head coaching job? Yeah, I think it is, too. I, I think this is the year for him. Even though they went to a bowl game, it was how it happened for them. They started out the season being one of the surprise teams of the year, and people thought that Syracuse really had a chance to compete uh, for an ACC championship game appearance with the way that they started the year. But then they lose to Clemson, and then, like I said, down the stretch, they just lose a ton of games. Garrett Schrader appears to be two different quarterbacks in different portions of the season as well because he was a guy, as you guys remember, that was making regular appearances in my quarterback coaching. I mean, not my quarterback coaching, but my quarterback power ranking uh, through the first half of the year. And then he started to uh, disappear after that with some tough performances, uh, lots of turnovers and some of the bad habits that he displayed early in his career started to reappear. 
And so that's the thing for them this year with Garrett Schrader making. And I guess you could say that he made some strides last season as a player. So if he's going to pick back up and be the guy that we saw uh, in that first half of the season, or is he going to continue to digress and Syracuse? You know, this season's riding on that. I think there's a lot of pressure on him because they left to a bowl game last year. They didn't turn it on late. I think it would have almost been better for them if they would have had the opposite type of year where they started out the year tough and then turned it around to get to a bowl game instead of vice versa. So I definitely think the heat is on for Coach Babers this year. All right, Wes, what else uh, do you have on the docket for today, and where can the people find you doing your hard work? Yeah, check us out. Uh, ACC Digital Network, man, we're going to be here next three days. Uh, we've got for the rest of the day. For some reason, we got scheduled in a three-hour break. So uh, we got that going on. But then we'll have Syracuse and Coach Babers and the crew uh, that we were just talking about. And then we're going to have Miami to close out the day. I know Coach Cristobal will come in there. He probably won't smile too much. He'll probably be uh, pretty intense like he always is. I know that the players, uh, he might be the coach whose players are most scared of them uh, of all the guys here. Even though Brent Key from Georgia Tech, uh, when he came in the room, he asked us, one, was this live? And then he asked what he could say, and then he proceeded to drop multiple curse words okay. row, uh, just to check and see if we were uh, we, we were live or if there was anything he was going to be saying that should be said. So Coach Key, he's our kind of guy. That's excellent stuff. Make sure you check that out. Wes Bryant underscores. Yeah, he would definitely be welcomed in the fishbowl. Yeah, I think he would. I think he would. And in commercial <laughs> breaks with the mics off, yeah. Jeff, I promise, with yeah. the mics off. Wes Bryant <laughs> underscore 72 on social media. You can check him out. Wes and Walker on social media. I'm sure we will be retweeting some of Wes's hard work all throughout the week. We're going to welcome him back. He's going to be joining us in the 1 o'clock and the 2 o'clock hours as well. Come back with us. Hang out at 145. He's going to be calling in. Wes. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, fellas. I'll see you guys in about an hour. Yeah, sounds good. Wes Bryant, one half of Wes and Walker, going to be hopping on with us once again. Real quickly, just with some of the pressure, coaching stuff, I'll ask you the same question, Fiddy. You want the airtime? You got it. Uh-oh. What are some of the opinions that you have on the coaches representing us today in the ACC with Coach Key, Jeff Brom rolling in, Mario Cristobal, but also Dino Babers. Well, we have a Syracuse fan writing in. He's only had two winning seasons in the seven years that he's been there. It doesn't feel like it's he's had that lack of success. We did have the 10-win season. Yep. It's Stands out big time in my mind. He was barely not bowl eligible, but it's still a losing season. Barely was bowl eligible last year. Where are you on Dino Babers being the head coach at Syracuse? I mean, this is going to come across very disrespectful, and it's a tend to be. It's <laughs> it's Syracuse football. It's I knew that was coming. It's not it's not important. But you're still talking about a guy that's won ten games. He's upset Clemson at home on a Friday night. Almost beat Clemson in Death Valley. I think it was the year before. Like, what he's done at Syracuse has been rather remarkable. Like, only two winning seasons in seven years. Only. Like, you should be thankful you've got two winning seasons in seven years. So, um, would it surprise me if they go five and seven? He probably gets fired. No, because in this day and age, like, there's no context to situations. Like, coaches get fired left and right. 
I think he has done a remarkable job with where that program was when he got there. He's doing a good job enough for, for them to stay competitive, at least. Uh, 704 wrote in, Eric Dungy is the only reason he won those 10 games. It's the second day in a row that there's been Eric Dungy love on this program. Yeah. I'm not mad at it whatsoever. Last one, Cam tweets things. He wrote in, it's almost like Dino puts all of his focus on the Clemson games. Always has their number and competes, then poops the bed the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, that's happened, but he's so right about Syracuse. Just something about him. Clemson has a hard time. Even last year in the first half, it was a real competitive game. I don't believe that they were real competitive in the second half, Fiddy. It's the lone game that we watched. I believe we went out to the bar and watched it last season. Second half was not competitive, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And look, I got a 7-4. Syracuse was a perennial top 25 team most of my life. They have had talent. I mean, yeah, we you can had talk Donovan about- McNabb, you were in the old Big East, uh, Reverend Herbaceous, Syracuse. It's like UNC football. It's unimportant. Oh, see, they're coming see, after you. Yeah, that's, that's where you're wrong. Like, we at least, you know, we go to conference title games. We've gone to a New Year's Six Bowl game. You know, we, we fill our stadium up on a regular basis. You didn't ask me my opinion of Brent Key, by the way. According to Wes, the way he was talking uh, in the side room, he was a little keyed up, if you will. Maybe a little off key, you know, during the time in there with Wes. You stop it. You put those drumsticks down. <laughs> you stop it. You get away from the symbol. I'm going to get Fiddy away from the drums. We're going to come back. Willie P joins us. No, not in studio, but it's okay. We're going to bring him on the phone line, the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Willie P coming up next. Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... I'm Will Pelagic. Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. From one important part of the station to another. From Wes Bryant to the Willie P. Voice of Charlotte FC also can speak on a whole bunch of different stuff. You hear him with his Panthers opinions, his Hornets opinions, getting audio all across the city. But again, he is the man that voices Charlotte FC games. Willie, appreciate you hopping on, man. How are you? Afternoon, Walker. How are things? Yeah, we're doing well, Willie. Appreciate you hopping on. By the way, I've been trying to figure out what to do with this idea that I did not see on Twitter I don't know if anybody else brought it to your attention, but it was actually me and my girlfriend talking about a T-shirt idea that had your face on it. Okay. Really? And yes, I was looking on Twitter to see if anybody made this joke on social media anywhere. Now I've heard Mickey P. Okay. I've heard that. Has anybody come up with Steamboat Willie P. yet? No, uh, I mean, I, I was the one who I think in the kind of, immediate recency of what happened with the goal call 
I had put, pointed out the fact that Mickey's first cartoon was Steamboat Willie, but uh, but I had never heard anybody refer to me as Steamboat Willie P. All right, well, I think I'm going to start to work that in the rotation. And I want a T-shirt where Steamboat Willie is driving the boat, as he does, except he has a Charlotte FC T-shirt, a Charlotte FC jersey on, and then he's got the headset. So I don't want to Photoshop your face on it. I just want to have the headset so where that is you driving the boat, Steamboat Willie P, and then we can put a call on the front or whatever. What do you think about the T-shirt workshop idea? Because I'd love, I'd wear it. Like, I'd be your first customer if we got this thing going. That, that, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, copyright, I'm sure it'd probably be very hard to get from uh, not only Mickey, but Charlotte yeah. FC, but, but, but I'm... I'm I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to sign on to it. If you can get it made, I'll wear it. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Look, you are the one with the contacts within the organization a lot more than I have. So maybe you talk Ooh. to some people over there, try to make something happen. And if you can, then I will wear the T-shirt and we can see how much money. Maybe not yeah. us, but I just I just want your name out there. I just want your character out there, well, Willie. Definitely that- overstating my involvement. I am just happy to be let into the building. Okay. That's all I. Am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the bar is low, but uh, we, we hold the bar much higher for you, Willie. We think you're great, uh, and we expect great things from you. Let's talk about Charlotte FC. They earned a dramatic win last Friday night against FC Dallas to kick off League's Cup competition. Where does that win rank among the best in the crown's history? I think the, the, the come-from-behind factor is, is definitely up there. Uh, again, the team they beat, you know, FC Dallas, you can debate about whether or not the team was strong or not. I think Maybe their position in the Western Conference is a bit overstated from where the record is because I think the disparity between the East and the West this year I think is incredibly stark. Uh, I think the team that would be in the ninth position in the Eastern Conference would be hosting a playoff game on the Western Conference side if you look at the standings currently. But I do feel like from where Charlotte FC was in that game, uh, a couple of different times they were down, they were able to get themselves back up and off the bat. Uh, they got the penalty earned with Carol Svidersky to get themselves up. And also uh, Ben Bender's late goal, which right now stands as the latest goal scored in all competitions for Charlotte FC in the 90-plus uh, seven minutes of stoppage time uh, to get that uh, at least tie and send to the shootout. And how about Christian Kalina in the penalty shootout? He had never saved a penalty in regular play or in a uh, shootout fashion ever in his career to get two right off the bat to just help Charlotte FC over the hump, get that extra point. Now they're in a situation with FC Dallas playing Charlotte FC's next opponent, Nakaxa, tonight. They have the ability to potentially get themselves through to the uh, knockout stage or they even play their final game in the group. So as a result, this was a very massive victory for Charlotte. And in a tournament where you're playing for a trophy, but you're also playing for an opportunity to play in Champions League football, which would be a big, big step for the second-year club. Yeah, Willie, so you talk about the knockout stage. What are the scenarios where they can advance, and how does Charlotte FC, what do they have to do in your mind in order to be able to reach that point? Well, the easiest way to do it is to beat Nakax on Saturday. I think that that and every competition, you know, that they will have the ability to win their group and then at least host a round of 32 matchup. A lot of it depends on what happens tonight in Dallas. The FC Dallas and Nakax will play tonight, 930. You can catch it on Apple MLS Season Pass. Uh, if Nakaxa gets a regulation victory, Charlotte FC is automatically through. If they do get a uh, a tie, then some other scenarios can develop into the fact there as well. So it's a scenario from Charlotte FC's perspective where they need Nakaxa to win tonight in order to have the best result possible. But if they beat Nakaxa head to head on Saturday, you know all is basically moot at this point. They'd win the group, and then whoever won the game tonight would be the one that ends up going through 
to the knockout stage along with him. Two out of the three teams in the group make it. So it actually does bode very, very well for Charlotte FC at least playing some more football beyond Saturday. Voice of Charlotte FC, Steamboat Willie P, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest mm-hmm. hotline, Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Now, I imagine, Willie, you're going to be out at Charlotte FC Fan Day at Carowinds, presented by Coca-Cola. You have discounted tickets if you want to go over there. There's a meet and greet with Brant Bronico, also Sir Minty. Fitty, you can meet the real-life stuffed animal that sits in your room right now. Willie, what else can we expect for Charlotte FC Fan Day? It should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I know that they're having a lot of people out there for that, and uh, they're hoping to get, get some cooling stations out there as well. I know that the the one that they were working on is not quite ready yet, the roller coaster they're working on, but yeah, Brant's going to be out there. And, and It's been a difficult season for Brant because he's somebody who I felt like was a lot of a face-of-the-franchise type player, but uh, has kind of had some up and downs this season, but always a fan favorite, and, and Sir Minty is always a fan favorite as well. So uh, He's somebody who uh, I feel like always kind of gets the people going, so It'll be a scenario out there for a lot of fans to enjoy out there, and hopefully they stay cool uh, out of Carroll. I love Hugo. Hugo is a legendary mascot. You're just not going to be able to mess with him because of how nationally known he is. Top five mascot in the game. It's tough to mess with Hugo. I love Sir Minty's swag as much as any other mascot in the game. You have a crown. He has a chain. He has a cape, and he has a Walmart logo face on him. I love everything about it. Sir Minty is still high up there. Last question, Willie. We know you're a foodie, okay? We know that you are one, despite the dry brisket slander that Fiddy has tried to bring to these airwaves. I know just how much into food you are, and you're a good cook. The question for us, for you, is what is the best combo to go along with chocolate? Like, I think fruit and chocolate, I think that's a great combo. Fiddy is saying peanut butter and chocolate is best. It was all started by him saying mint and chocolate should never go together. What is the best chocolate partner? Well, I will join my Met fan brother and say that mint and chocolate do not belong together. In you any guys are sense so wrong. The, word. The, uh, the York peppermint patty people, uh, I would love their PR because their PR is greater than anybody else with this mint and chocolate thing because I'm sorry, I find it absolutely positively disgusting. Uh, peanut butter and chocolate the two best, honestly, in my opinion. I think, you know, anytime... You can get, you know, an Oreo or peanut butter together or just, you know, chocolate fudge and peanut butter. I threw the old Oreo peanut butter cookout shake uh, last weekend as well. Uh, coming back from the, uh, the movies with my wife, it was a lot of fun. So uh, trust me, uh, Oreo, peanut butter, chocolate peanut butter, those are the two best. I did hear you guys mention uh, bacon and peanut butter, although I do also like the salt and chocolate as well uh, that you were talking about earlier. The salted chocolate, that's, that actually is a real thing, but you should try it out. You very much should. I'm telling you, it's good. But yeah, the, the mint chocolate thing. I mean, Andy's mints too. You're, are you gonna Are you gonna hate on Andy's mints, Mika thing? Because that is a great little little bite sized chocolate mint combo that is good on any occasion. And you're saying I, that's I think, no good. I think that I think the mint farmer and the and the cocoa farmers are very earned cahoots, and and they're just greasing each other for good PR. And uh, I really don't know what how or why it is because uh, I just find it to be absolutely brutally. Uh, not appetizing. All right. Sir Minty is shaking his head right now. That's Willie P on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, the voice of Charlotte FC, and one of our very own. Covers a lot of things here in the city of Charlotte. Willie, we appreciate it, despite the bad mint chocolate take. Mamas, don't let babies grow up to eat mint chocolate. Did he just hang up on that? Was that his dismount? What a terrible dismount, Willie. I hated that dismount. Let's go on to the 1 o'clock hour. Wes going to join us too. Campus Corner, an extended version of Campus Corner, where we start to dive into Team Week a little more so. Charlotte 49ers, they are the featured program. We heard from Biff Pogey. 
Boy, did we ever hear from Biff Pogey. We also heard from Mike Hill, the athletic director of the Charlotte 49ers. He joined Mac and Bone this morning. Lots of audio to comb through. It's coming up next. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.